I greet you friends in the precious name of Jesus Christ. I do trust that you're doing well. I do trust that God has been gracious to you amid this COVID-19 crisis that has engulfed the world over. I pray that God has kept you safe and secure and has given us a great opportunity to share his word with us today. We continue with our series on the names of God. And I hope this has been a great blessing to you. And I just want to welcome you to this platform, Sitam Church Online. And my name is Charles Obara. And it's always a great blessing and privilege to talk to you. So as we continue with the names of God, today we shall be looking at Jehovah Sikenu. And you're almost saying, what is that, Pastor? Jehovah Sikenu means God, our righteousness. Now, the name Jehovah Shikenu is first revealed in the scriptures in the book of Jeremiah the prophet. Allow me to read to us from the 23rd chapter of the book of Jeremiah. I will only consider two verses, verse 5 and 6. I read from the New International Version. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will be in safety. This is the name by which he will be called, the Lord, our righteous Savior. Or some translation says, the Lord, our righteousness. Now, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet. Now, Jeremiah was among the prophets who were prophesied in Israel and in Judah just before the time they went into bondage in Babylon or exile in Babylon, if you would. So this prophecy comes against a backdrop of moral, spiritual decadence or decline in Judah and in Israel. And so uh, the kings of Judah and the kings of Israel, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom had done evil things in the sight of God. And because of that, God was sending them into captivity. The northern kingdom called Israel was sent into captivity in Assyria. And uh, we know Nineveh and we know how the Assyrians were very brutal. But the southern kingdom was sent into captivity in Babylon. Now, the southern kingdom is what we call uh, Judah. Uh, and so, but the prophet spoke over and over again, warning Israel and Judah to leave their wicked ways and walk in the ways of God. But they did not pay attention. So this prophecy comes against a backdrop of a nation that is headed to captivity and to oppression and to bondage. And they were going to be there for 70 years. You know, that tells me something, my friends. God does not overlook sin. God punishes sin. And so the prophet Jeremiah prophesies about a future date when God will raise for himself out of the branch of David a righteous king. Unlike, unlike the kings of Judah who failed to lead the people of God in the right way, who compromised, who went for bells, uh, the prophet prophesied uh, about a time in the future when God will raise a righteous king. Now, this righteous king, he will rule in Israel and in Judah. And under his reign, there will be peace, there will be security, there will be harmony. Judah and Israel would dwell in safety. But 
this prophecy indicates was this actually will be a king who will come from the branch of David, a righteous branch of David. Now that king is Jesus Christ. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords who rules and reigns uh, forevermore. God is revealed in this particular text as God who is a righteous God. What does it mean to be righteous? Now, righteous means to be straight or to be uh, just. Uh, some scholars will say to be stiff, no crookedness, straight to be stiff. So God is stiff, God is straight, God is just. There's no unrighteousness uh, in him. His dealings with humanity, his dealings with Israel, his dealings with the patriarchs, Abraham, um, uh, Isaac and Jacob, and all the others who came after them were just and righteous. He is a righteous and a just uh, God. Now the Bible tells us, my dear friends, in Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 4, that God is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are just a God of faithfulness and without injustice. Righteous and upright is he. Now, God is straight. God is upright. God is just. There is no injustice uh, with him. And so God revealed himself as God of our righteousness, as a God who is just and who is uh, righteous. But now you may want to ask me, Pastor, how can we relate with a righteous and a just God, a God who hates injustice, a God who hates evil? How can we connect with him? How can we relate with him? Very good question. In fact, the Bible tells us in the book of Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Put it differently. All have sinned and fallen short of God's holy standards. All have sinned and fallen short of God's righteous standards. And also in Psalm 14 and verse 3, the Bible says, All have turned away. All have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. In other words, as humanity from the sin of Adam in the garden, we were all plunged into a bondage of sin. Now, whether we sin or we do not sin, we are still sinners because of our Adamic nature. When we inherited our Adamic nature from Adam, we became sinners. So in other words, we cannot relate with a just and a holy God by our own means and our own standards. And now that is the reason why Jesus came. Now, very interesting, dear friends, that which we could not attain, that which we could not meet, the standard of God which we could not rise up to because we have all sinned and fallen short of God's standard, God, through Christ Jesus, has met that standard for us. So Christ has uh, uh, died for our sins and our transgressions. And, and the Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah uh, 53, all our iniquities were laid upon him. In other words, all our sins, all our shortcomings, all our uh, trespasses were laid upon Jesus Christ. He was numbered among transgressors and uh, the chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we were healed. In other words, Christ, the righteous son of God, Christ, the just son of God, took our sins and took our infirmities. He died, the just died for the unjust the righteous for the unrighteous, so that we who now trust in him can attain the righteous standard of God. Wow, I like that. 
that which you could not attain, that which I could not attain, now through Christ Jesus, by faith in him, now we can be counted as the righteousness of God. As many as have believed in him, he gave them the right to be called children of God. We've been clothed by God's righteousness. Woo! You know what? You can labor all day long. You can try to be a nice person. You can try to ob observe some strict you know, uh, regiment of rules and, uh, and, and, and regulations, but you will never attain God's righteous standard. It is only through your faith in Christ Jesus, accepting Christ's sacrifice, accepting what he did for you at the cross of Calvary, and then by believing in him and repenting of your sins, then you are counted as the righteousness of God. Today, dear friends, if you are born again, then you are the righteousness of God. You have a right standing before God. You are complete in Him. So, as I conclude my sharing today, I've just reminded you today that God is a just God. God is a righteous God, and we can never attain His standard of righteousness because we have all sinned and fallen short of His standard. But Christ has met the righteous requirement of God for us so that we do not get alienated from God, so that the just God does not punish us because God does not overlook sin. He punishes our sin, but Christ took the punishment for you and me so that we can be counted as the righteousness uh, of God. I want to pray for you perhaps today we sing, Pastor, I do not have the right standing with God. I dread judgment. I've been living a life of sin and a life of compromise. I want to pray for you today that you may uh, repent of your sins and accept the free gift of God in Christ Jesus and be counted to be the righteousness uh, of God. All you have to do is just repent of your sins and just say this prayer after me, a prayer of repentance, a prayer of turning to God. Shall we pray together? In Jesus' name. Everlasting Father, we thank you and we praise you because you are a righteous God, a holy God, a God of justice, and in you there is no unrighteousness, there is no injustice. We thank you for dying at the cross for our sins through your Son, Jesus Christ. Today, I acknowledge my sin and I repent of what the sins I've committed before you. I ask you to forgive me, to wash me with your precious blood, and to write my name in the book of life. From today, I am born again. My sins are forgiven and I'm a child of God. Thank you for forgiving me. In your wonderful and precious name, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen and amen. Wow, friends. If you say that prayer from the bottom of your heart, guess what? You're born again. Your sins are forgiven. And now God considers you to have a right relationship with him. You have the right standing before God. God bless you so abundantly. Get in touch with me. Let me know how this has spoken to your heart and particularly the decision you have made. The contacts are available to you at the bottom of your screen. Please get in touch with us. God bless you. May the Lord keep you. I will catch you again next week, God willing. Shalom. Amen.